How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. He's the host of Race Control that is going to be on tonight from 8 o'clock with Stephen McIver here on SENZ. Can you hear me now, Murph? I can hear you now, mate. Mate, good to have you on the show. How's uh, how, how does it feel getting back into race control with uh, Mr McIver? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, so, um, people are uh, cranking up. Uh, so, uh, yeah, seems to be plenty to uh, talk about. Uh, plenty of exciting stuff already happening around the world. Mate, yeah, lots, lots happening. Uh, but let, let's start close to home. Let's start with the Supercars Championship that uh, got underway uh, in Sydney on the weekend, and uh, a, a great start for Shane Van Gisbergen. But uh, what happened on Sunday? Oh, oh yeah, uh, it didn't go well on Sunday to start off with for, for Shane. He uh, he actually didn't qualify inside the top ten for the for the shootout on Sunday afternoon um, after. You know, being uh, being very good on Saturday, sort of getting all the um, all the things right, he actually made a, a very strange mistake, uh, which uh, hit him off the road a couple of times in qualifying. Pretty tricky conditions, very wet conditions, and then uh, he uh, ended up, I think, starting 21st on the grid, um, and in typical fashion, started to sort of make his way through, but then uh, ended up making another mistake and and uh, was off the road, uh, which forced a pit stop and then forced a, a bit of an error in judgment on the strategy. They changed tyres and went for the wet tyre instead of uh, staying on the slick like everybody else. And and uh, was losing time, and then they made another pit stop, Made a, had a, an issue in the pit stop where they dropped the car without the wheel on. That put him over a lap to behind. He was one and a half laps down on Sunday. Uh, and um, by the end of the 300 kilometres, he'd caught his way all the way back up to, uh, to sixth position, which was uh, just a absolutely fantastic recovery and um, a real good salvage salvage job on the on the points so um, yeah it was an interesting day for SVG but all around the racing was very good uh, pretty mixed over there the weather obviously Sydney's been copping uh, just a torrential uh, rain and, and flooding and, and the likes it actually flooded at the track on on Saturday night after the race on Saturday it rained and the, and the uh, the pits were actually flooded so they had to deal with all that on um on on Saturday and Saturday night and Sunday morning as well so it was it was a tricky old weekend for everybody it was a tricky weekend. I mean, given that uh, what was going on in Sydney or in New South Wales with all the rain and the storms and everything, um, was there any thought about either postponing or, or, or moving uh, the meet? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think they were watching um, very closely, but uh, I, 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 I wasn't um, involved in, in here. I didn't hear about anything that uh, suggested that that's what they might have done, but... I'm sure they were hoping that was, you know, that wasn't going to have to happen. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, there was moments there where it was uh, questionable if, if they should have been on the track. But fortunately, on Saturday night for the night race, um, they didn't have any rain. I mean, it uh, seemed to work out quite well for that one. And then Sunday there was a bit of mix, mix of wet and dry throughout, which actually always makes it pretty interesting.
It does, mate. Supercars plus rain is always entertainment plus, isn't it? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's just, uh, it, uh, it does add that dimension and, and, and adds that, that uh, bit of guesswork to uh, strategy, which, you know, sometimes people get right, some people, sometimes they get it wrong, and, and that certainly happened with uh, SVG on the weekend. Yeah, now um, I, mean, was, I think he'd be pretty happy, uh, wouldn't yep. he? Post this round with a with a with a win and a sixth. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think as I say, that was a that was a, a pretty good salvage job, um, and I and I would say he probably thought he was quite lucky considering uh, there was a couple of safety cars there uh, during that uh, Sunday race, which which allowed him the ability to. Um, to actually get back, uh, you know, into the race and, and, you know, put himself in a position to be able to pass cars and, and, and finish up in that sixth position. So I'd say he's probably, um, yeah, I'd say a bit of a sigh of relief, to be honest. Yeah. Now, um, I mean, last couple of seasons, we've seen the Ford Mustangs sort of dominate a little bit, um, the, the Commodores, uh, but it feels like that that has evened up a lot more this season. How, what did you make of Shell V-Power racing uh, this weekend? It didn't go all their, own, their way, did it? No, and I don't know. I, I think that everything's pretty even. I think, um, you know, they were doing a very good job. Ant- Anton De Pasquale driving, you know, really, really well late last season. They didn't have the best Bathurst. Um, really was a Commodore Fest at Bathurst. And, but in the, the, the four back to back rounds that were held at Sydney Motorsport Park uh, late last year when the, the supercars returned to action, um, De Pasquale was definitely the class act of, of that of those events at that time. Um, so, you know, he was pretty quick all weekend, a couple of podiums, um, which, uh, you know, was a good, good start for him as well for the, for the season. Um, so I think they'll, they'll, they'll be good. They'll be strong. It's just, it is really at the moment, I feel, uh, a, a pretty level playing field and, and it really just comes down to having to nail every single last little percentage on, on every part of the process. And, you know, those guys, they drive in those teams, like Anton, uh, Will Davison, you've got, you know, Shane Van Gisbergen in there, Chaz Mostert at WAU. Those guys are in those teams because they are the best at what they do and they extract the absolute most out of out of their vehicles, no matter if it's a Mustang or a, or a Commodore. So no, I, I, don't th- I haven't heard the parody word for a while. I think everyone is, is pretty, pretty happy with where uh, the two cars uh, sit as far as comparison to each other and speed. It just comes down to the people operating them. Yeah. What about uh, Andre Heimgard, another Kiwi in the mix, of course, at Brad Jones Racing uh, this year? He got a fifth in that second race. Um, how do you rate his development at the moment, and where do you think he sits in the in the overall picture? Uh, so quite positive, I think, and uh, for the, the debut with the team, with Brad Jones Racing, he's been really talking up the the enjoyment level there and how well he feels he fits within that organisation. And it's a uh, it is it's. You know, the one of a probably finding a better term. I mean, it's quite a very family orientated sort of spa- place. You know, they they operate out of Albury um, uh, at the in, in Sydney there. Well, sorry, in New South Wales at the right at the bottom on the border of uh, New South Wales and Victoria. They've been there forever. Um, Brad Jones now owns the the whole race team, Holus Bolus. He uh, took over from uh, took over the whole team from his brother Kim, who was uh, a fifty fifty in the operation there for a very very long time. I drove for them years and years and years and years ago. Um, they just you know they they they're just lovers of the sport. They've um, contributed so much over the years, and and they create a, a, a really you know tight knit environment. Not a you know. Um, 
an environment such as a triple eight or anything like that where it's a sort of that factory sort of feel you know um you know the real big dog kind of operation they they just um get it done with hard work and hard hard slog they've never really been a seen as a as the a leading team but um in the right environment right person with the right environment like uh, andre in there you know he's he's going to probably uh, shine, I think, and um, showcase his skills because he's going to be so comfortable and confident. And already out out the at the back of the weekend, he's talking about how um, how good he feels in the car, and and he's already, you know, um, showing some great speed out out the gate. So the next tests clearly will be that if he can continue, you know, that that comfortable, consistent sort of speed when they turn up at Tasmania in a few weeks. So, you know, it's going to be great to see how that works out for him because he's been sort of a bit lacklustre and not because of him, himself, but just because of, you know, the, the combination of team and driver not working over the last few years when he was at uh, Cali Racing and Cali Grove Racing. So fingers crossed it does work for him. Yeah, fingers crossed indeed. A, a bloke that we uh, aren't seeing too much of this year, uh, he's on a part-time drive now, uh, is Fabian Coulthard. Um, I mean, where, where's Fabian's career sit at the moment as a driver? I mean, he's how old is he now, 39? I mean, is he likely to get yeah. another full-time drive? No, I, I, don't, I don't think so. Um, and if he got offered another full-time drive, it would be in a team where he's not going to be at the front of the field. So, mm. you know, he uh, he lost his drive at uh, the Penske or DJR and, um, you know, ended up at the, you know, the bottom feeder of the category, which was um, techno, techno racing. And subsequently that only lasted 12 months and it was all over and it was miserable for him. Um, he won't want to go through that again. And, and you know, uh, having a year off and going and driving in the Enduros, I think he'll probably quite enjoy that. And being in a team that is going to, you know, give him the chance to actually win again, um, I think that'll be quite exciting. Um, so, you know, fingers crossed he picks up a few other things. He's got, I think, maybe some other drives lined up in the, the TCR Championship and the likes. But, you know, I, I would say his full-time career in supercars is done. Yeah, he's, he's not ready to go slumming it in the media with you just yet, Murph? Oh mate, I'm not. I don't, you know, I don't slum it, mate. I'm, mate. It's, it's. I focus and work hard on the old media side. It's, but you know, it's where I, I think it's where I'm meant to be. It's where I'm meant it's to weird. be. And the, the, the gift, the, you have the gift, mate. You have the gift. Hey, we, we talked about Shell V Power Racing and Anton Di Pasquale, Will Davison. Of course, uh, you know, both very good drivers, but trying to uh, trying to fill the shoes of uh, one Scotty McLaughlin, who is just setting things on fire wherever he goes. What have What have you made to his start in, uh, an IndyCar the, for his second season? Oh, I mean, I, I struggle to put it into words, to be honest. I mean, he's doing... I had uh, Personally, I had absolute 100% faith um, that this was going to happen. I just I just uh, sort of know what he's like. I know what he does. I know his work ethic. I know uh, how he focuses and, and how he learns and, and applies um, what he needs to do to, to be better. And he... He never sits still for one second, and and so I mean I'm I'm blown away by what he did at uh, St Pete last week, um, or a week and a half ago. Um, just just absolutely fantastic, and I'm uh, so proud of, of, of him and, and what he's achieved. But um, there's a lot more of that to come. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to it, mate. Looking forward to it. And, and what uh, speaking of looking forward to things, race control. What what's on the agenda tonight? Well, you know, it will be uh, being that we're on a Wednesday, not a Thursday. It's been a bit of a shuffle around, um, and we're an hour and a half tonight. 
Uh, there'll be a lot of supercar chat, um, obviously. Um, we still aren't quite sure who we might be able to get on the show just yet. They've been a little bit elusive this week. Um, but And then uh, we'll be talking a bit about MotoGP as well because that uh, first race was on uh, from Qatar on the weekend, which was, again, uh, just an awesome awesome um, debut uh, Anaya Bastanini uh, won his first GP um, uh, the, uh, at the first round this year so that was that was uh, amazing for Christini Racing there's a really good story behind that so MotoGP's underway and, and uh, there's plenty of other news around the place um, that uh, happened over the weekend so uh, yeah mate, uh, we'll, we'll fill, the, fill the void MacGyver and I will, will stumble through it somehow and yeah hopefully uh, we'll get a few people We're giving heaps of prize away Ripco our sponsor our uh, handing us so much stuff to to give out to the, the listeners so um you know listen on ring in call in give us your opinions have any thoughts and we'd love to hear from uh, from anyone that's um that out there who's a motorsport fan yeah good stuff all right you can check in uh, with murph and mckiver on race control tonight from eight o'clock murph thanks very much for your time bud go well and have a great show tonight cheers mate talk soon thanks Carl. yeah will do when making the double chicken deluxe at macca's we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender aussie chicken with cheese tomato and aioli so we doubled it chicken and macca's together and loving it Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. available after 10 30 a.m for a limited time only